0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode. Apologies for the slightly later start. Uh, I did a reset of my router. Uh, I'm trying to see if that can fix any of the issues that we've been having. So I'm hoping that this is looking more clean and crisp on your screen. Didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it felt so good. (laughs) But morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you happen to be joining us in the world. Welcome to the show. This is our daily Arsenal transfer series. The Heat has subsided for now. It is expected to come back here in the UK, uh, but we haven't got a fan on this morning, saving that electricity. But I'm still not using the green screen at the moment, and I do, to be fair, I uh, wanted to discuss that with you. And I know that, and I unfortunately, I've still had a, an annoying number of people still say, "Why don't you get on with the shows? Why do you waffle so much in the mornings?" I put timestamps at the bottom of my video, so you don't even have to listen to me waffle if you don't want to. <laughs> but sometimes I like, because we've built a community here, to have a little bit of a chat in the morning with you guys. That's the whole point of having these shows. So uh, stick with me. And uh, I also want to get feedback, which makes the show better. And this is one of the reasons why I do discuss and chat with you guys at the start of videos. Um, and in particular, I've put a, a vote into the uh, into the chat box to basically ask about what makes your viewing experience better. I got the green uh, green screen when we did the whole kind of rebranding of the channel for the start of last season. Hopefully there's going to be another one coming for the start of this season as a little tease. Uh, and obviously get to get kind of feedback from you guys as to what you prefer i have put quite a bit more work into the actual stuff that goes on behind me without the green screen and i'm probably going to do more stuff to, to cover the uh, other areas of this wall with some other stuff too uh, it always used to be just that Thierry on reposter but uh, starting to add a fair few more things to it so let me know in the chat box what makes your viewing experience better no green screen or the green screen there is it does it look better you tell me and if you're watching on catch up please do let uh, let us know in the comments section it's great if you provide feedback with an explanation as well because it really gives me a better understanding rather than just no green screen or green screen the vote helps me obviously but if any other info can be provided that really really does help to help me understand what helps you guys listen and view the videos much better Uh, let's say good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box as well hope you're doing good apologies for the slightly late start and for those that stuck with us kaiser good morning to you to anthony to paul to ray uh to martin and carl and J, uh, jdb akshat good morning Afsar, peter tony aiden hope you're all doing good guys sanjeev and yassin and blackshine and lynn and highbury ryan and guna legend too and all the more of you as well that have joined us thank you for continuing to make this a part of your morning routine do subscribe and drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already just drop a vote on the poll and then drop a like on the video. It's as simple as that. Without further ado, though, let's go into today's stories. Do go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way. I'll be live over there at 10 a.m. Haven't been live on the last two shows, um, and so therefore uh, it's been it's been uh, it's been painful not being there to be honest. So I'm glad to be going back today. It's just not worked out in the last couple of days because late shift for the game and then day off yesterday. But uh, we'll be live over there at 10 a.m this morning to chat all things Arsenal once again. Now we start with a bit of a disappointing update on Takahiro Tomiyasu. There are rumours coming out of Japan that his injury issues could cost him a place in the start of the Premier League season. He is still away with the Arsenal side in the US and we've not yet had confirmation that it is a serious problem that could keep him out of the start of the season. But there has been some reports emanating from his homeland that that is the case and that when he was with the uh, Japanese national side, there were some problems whilst he was out there. Uh, I kind of hope that uh, this is maybe an over-cautious approach with the report. I think we'll obviously hear from Mikel Arteta ahead of the Chelsea game. If he's not involved in that Chelsea game and not involved in the Severe game, then I'm going to start getting a little bit worried. Um, but for now, let's hope that he's fine. He did suffer with injury problems whilst he was with Bologna. This isn't a new thing since coming to Arsenal. So uh, it's, it's not un- unusual and it's not said to be a serious injury that he suffered at the end of last season. I think that he suffered with a problem that just kept reoccurring and they're trying to make sure he is as fit and as clean as possible so that these problems don't start reoccurring over and over again. Moving on, uh, Ryan Alabiosu has joined Kilmarnock on loan. I think I, I'm pretty sure because I definitely tweeted it out. But when we did the show on Amari Hutchinson, I remember tweeting out and saying to you guys on the channel that of all the other young players that are probably going to move on this summer, Ryan Alabiosu, for me, was probably the next one that was going to go. And that now has come to pass. Uh, He has joined the Scottish side, uh, Kilmarnock, unknown for a season. Uh, Whether or not that affects his long-term future, at the club we will have to wait and see. But he has got quite a number of players in that right-back and right-wing-back role that can play just as well. And if not, probably better than him in Brook Norton Cuffey. And now Rule Waters as well has joined up with the senior side this summer. So that's certainly one that you should be aware of and prepared for a potential permanent exit in the future. Who knows? We wish him the absolute best and maybe he'll smash it. Now, Hector Bellerin has continued to reject offers from Italy. He has no interest in moving back to it. I say moving back, he's never played there, but moving to Italy. Um, he only wants to return to Spain. It doesn't necessarily have to be with Real Betis, it seems. But Real Betis are, of course, his best and most favoured destination of all the clubs that he would play for. Uh, there was a Real Betis shirt-wearing fan at the game at the week uh, in midweek against Orlando, and he actually gave him his, his Arsenal shirt for seeing that. So uh, you can c- clearly tell there's that connection between him and that club. Hopefully we get some kind of resolution to this. But the fact he came on in the game... Uh, against Orlando, does that give us kind of any indication that he's going to stay? I don't think so, but Arsenal do need to find a uh, find a solution to this problem so that they can move on and get more players into the club this summer. Speaking of moving players on, Lucas Torreira has supposedly returned to Italy. This is not to sort a transfer, but more so to sort a passport issue is said to be the case. haven't had that 100% confirmed, but that is the reports that have emanated from Italy. Um, I. Don't know whether or not this affects, of course, a potential exit from the team. But it frustrates me more that he went on the preseason tour over someone like Charlie Patino, only for him to then go and sort something which surely you would have been informed that you were going to have to do at some stage. You know, we all have passports. We all know that they need to be sorted at some point. It's just a bit of an odd one. Um, and so for me, I really think that when it comes down to... His future, it's lying away from Arsenal, which is why it frustrates me that a player like Charlie Petino, whose future certainly is with Arsenal, didn't get the opportunity over someone like him or Alex Runnison, um, for instance, in the squad. So, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens with Torreira, but uh, he's not with the squad, it seems, right now. But Nicolas Pepe may also leave the club this summer. Um, I have obviously wanted this to be the case for some time. We knew that this was going to be a reality, that he could move on. But the latest club to show interest is newcastle united it seemed only a matter of time until they were interested in a move for Nicolas pepe uh the ivorian international obviously is not getting enough minutes at arsenal doesn't necessarily i don't think have a preference about leaving the premier league and newcastle could be looking to try and bring in someone that's going to step up that right wing for them a front three of pepe wilson and sam maximan on paper sounds pretty good but if they can get pepe firing we know the quality he could have I just don't think it's going to be at Arsenal. But Pepe linked with a move to Newcastle today. There's also said to be interest from Everton, Leicester, and uh, we previously had inquiries in the likes of Marseille and Lyon and Sevilla, of course, with the other team named as an interested party in him. Now, you may have heard or may not have heard of the young wonder kid coming out of Palmeiras, known as Endrick. Um, Endrick, of course, is very young. He's only just turned 16. And as a 16-year-old, he's now signed his first professional contract with the club. The reason why this is part of our stories of the day, there isn't a link necessarily of Arsenal say they're going to go for him, but Arsenal have significantly scouted Endrick. Uh, They've sent scouts to Brazil, uh, to the best of my understanding, and to go and watch Endrick alongside a whole host of massive European clubs. There is not really a club that isn't aware of the talents of Endrick right now, and he looks to be the next potential race Uh, for the next Vinicius Junior, next Neymar-style Brazilian wonderkid coming out of the nation. Arsenal are one of the teams that have been scouting him and we'll hope to, well, with our Brazilian connections and Brazilian contingent that we continue to build, hopefully that, maybe something that can be used to snap him up. Now, his new contract involves a 60 million euro release clause. wants wanted maximum value for a player who'd be very young. He could potentially break the record for the youngest transfer ever. I, I believe that's currently still held by Vinicius Jr. unless I've missed one. But uh, I think he probably would hold the record for the most expensive teenager uh, were he to move for his current release clause that he's just signed at Palmeiras. Um, now, it was not intentional, I promise you, to do two stories back-to-back, where one's about Hendrick and the other one's about Lamar. But uh, it is indeed the case that we find ourselves in. According to Lekeep. Uh, Thomas Lamar of Atletico Madrid was offered to Arsenal and they have rejected the proposal. Arsenal, of course, have been in the market for a wide player. They tried to sign Rafinha, as we're well aware. Um, But they reporting that that offer of Atletico Madrid to try and sign Lamar has been turned down. I mean, in terms of nostalgic transfer moves, there's not too many that are as close to the bone as Thomas Lamar. If we all remember that 100 million euro bid all the way back during Arsene Wenger's tenure, during the summer before we let Alexis Sanchez go, quite a way that his career has changed since that point. So much promise about him when he was at Monaco. It's just not quite worked out since moving to Atletico Madrid. But on the same day uh, that we report on Endrick, we also have a story on Thomas Lamar. I promise you it's not forced. It is just the situation and yeah, it's just funny. <laughs> it's just a little bit amusing. Yuri Um, A lot of you that I'm sure subscribe to Curtis Shaw's uh, YouTube channel have probably watched his video. Uh, he's out there in in Orlando right now. I hope you're having a fantastic time, Curtis. Uh, spoke. I couldn't ignore this. You know, uh, he spoke about being at kind of an event uh, a couple of days ago in which he was with some members of staff from the club and was asking about Yuri Telemans. And quite like we've talked about on this channel, uh, and as we've talked about the fact that Arsenal would need to move players on, he uh, seems to feel that uh, that what he's been told is that uh, if Arsenal are to move players on, Tillemans will come to the club. Um, I don't think this is a surprising story or, or a massive revelation. You know, Arsenal have needed to move on players for quite some time. Maitland-Niles and Torreira are the two key ones for me that if we move those two on, I feel then we've got the ability to go and bring in Tielemans. I put a big tweet out yesterday. I got quite a bit of attention talking about kind of the ideas around what it would take for Arsenal to, to get business done. I'm probably going to bring that up in the second half of, discu- uh, of the show to, to create some discussion. But uh, interesting uh, guys going down the ITK route. Very intriguing indeed. Let's finish today's stories with Mikel Arteta. Now, we obviously didn't do the transfer show yesterday because we were reacting to the 3-1 win over Orlando City. But Mikel Arteta did have a press conference in which he spoke about Arsenal's potential transfer dealings And in that, he spoke about Alexander Zinchenko, reading a couple of quotes from that press conference. He said, yeah, as you've seen, he is here. There are still a number of formalities to get everything completed, but we're really happy to have him. I know the player really well. He's an exceptional footballer and he is someone that's going to bring as well another competitive edge to that dressing room. Obviously, we hopefully, this is me speaking now, um, we'll see him against Chelsea on Sunday. That's that's the hope that we will see Zinchenko play as soon as possible and potentially a proper official announcement on his arrival today. Uh, only Arsenal can have a player attend one of their games and still wait to announce him officially as a player. It's just exceptionally Arsenal if you like Uh, on potentially more signings. Arteta said, I don't know. It's what we have today. We have a large squad, so we have to make some decisions as well on the players that we're not going to be consistently using and to be fair and be fair, sorry, and straight with them. That's the process that is going to start very soon. On outgoings, he said, we have to, we have a big squad, and now we have to make things happen. In terms of the versatility and new signs, he said, it's one of the things that the way we can adapt structures, formations, and rotations within the squad and playing with the same players in a different way to be more unpredictable. And obviously, it's important. Um, that is why we have recruited those players. Uh, on Lucas Torreira's future, he was asked a question that he kind of just twisted around and said, Lucas Torreira is our player. Um didn't really answer the question. is a little bit of a strange one. He was also asked about William Saliba's contract situation in which he said, we always have a plan and when we have to execute it, that's a different story. And football is a really funny game and we are really happy to have him. And you can see the way he's adapted, the way he's matured and he's playing well. And we are delighted to have him and there was a question on our targets for next season put in by I believe it was Cecil from AFTV he says uh, our target at this club is to win competitions it can't be any other target than that and the way we are building the squad is to achieve that today we are still in pre-season the window is not closed the squad is not closed and we will set our targets internally but they won't be at the end of the season it'll be much shorter because that's still so far and a lot of things could happen. It's a good answer. You know, at the start of the thing, he says, Our target is to win competitions Premier League, Champions League, FA Cup, you know, all of that stuff. He wants to be winning competitions and they are building a squad to try and achieve that. That's what we want. You know, that's what we want to see from this club. That's the ambition that we want is that we want to win and to win things. I would find it incredibly difficult to see what criticisms could be found in that reply to the question about targets. He said it there. The target is to win competitions. That's what Arsenal want. That's what we want. And that's what they are aiming to try and achieve. It's now about putting that into practice anyway that completes all of today's stories which means we're going to move to the second half of today's show and answer your questions in the chat box if you do have any questions you'd like to ask now is your time to throw them in just use the capital q in the chat it really helps them to stand out and uh, i will try and go through as many as i can do drop a like on the video subscribe to the channel if you're new and do leave a vote on our poll which is giving me some feedback about the channel i would much appreciate it i'll be back after this short break Okay, then. Um, Yeah, so the poll this morning for those that join a little bit late is just getting a little bit of feedback on your viewing experience of the channel. Um, As you probably noticed, I've not been using the green screen for a little bit, uh, mainly because of the heats. But actually, I've noticed a few of the comments in the last couple of days have been left of people saying that they prefer it without the green screen because it's better for their eyes, better for their viewing. And I want to make the viewing experience as more comfortable for you as possible so you guys continue to watch, obviously. So do let me know in the comment section with that poll that we've put in there whether or not the green screen is for you or not. Um, I should have left I don't mind as an option as well because I'm sure plenty of people don't mind. But if you do feel strongly about it, let us know and uh, I will inform myself based upon that. Uh, and if you're watching on Catch Up, let us know with the comment section below as well. Um, let's go to Thomas, who says, oh, Tommy and Tierney, forgetting to it. They're bits in the mornings. Thomas, who knows? Um, but they are clearly suffering with a number of injury problems and that is a frustration. Hence why we've gone out um, and got ourselves Alexander Zinchenko to cover for E. We do need to find someone, I think, Next summer, probably, is going to compete with Tommy Asu and and uh, and Cedric. If it's gonna be Brooke Norton Cuffey, that needs to happen soon, you know. They need to give him those opportunities. But I don't think right back as a position arsenal are looking at this summer. So I would expect that to be more of a focus perhaps next season. Um, Freddie, has your golden ticket shirt arrived yet? It's meant to arrive today, and we are gonna be doing a show this afternoon, so hopefully I will be adorned with the goldenness of greatness that is, I say gold, it's more of a bronze to be fair. Um, but yeah, the black and bronze shirt is, uh, is quite something special and it should, fingers crossed, be arriving today. Um, let's, yeah, Colin, remember to unmute yourself before talking. Yeah, we've been making a couple of mistakes on the Arsenal way. I've been doing what we like to call a Chris Davison. Um, <laughs> Balaji says, thoughts on Arteta's comments to play Lacongo and Fabio Vieira and Smithrow on the number eight position? I know that those three players are different. You know, Vieira's is more of a right-sided attacking midfielder. Smith-Rowe is more of a left-sided playmaker slash 10. And Lokonga is a six that can play as an eight. I like the versatility of this. I like what options it gives us. I like how much difference we've got in characteristics of these players. And I think it makes complete sense that Arteta wants to try and develop more players to play in those roles and specifically in those ways. So I'm hoping we see more of this. It's something that I want to see more of of, of happening is a variation of different players playing in the eight role until we find someone who can really establish themselves. Perhaps it's even a signing that we bring in before the window closes. So let's see what happens. Uh, Vinny says, how many senior players do we currently have and how many need cutting to be able to register everyone? So at the moment, the squad is made up of 33, what would be described as senior players. However, a number of those senior players are, of course, under the age of 21, including Marquinhos, Okonkwo, Saka, Martinelli, and one more. Who is the one I'm forgetting? There's someone else. Uh, I'm sure you guys are screaming it in the chat box, but there is one more. Uh, And uh, those five basically take the number of 33, which includes Zinchenko, by the way, down to 28. So three players at the moment are over that 25-man squad situation. And because of that, we need to move Saliba. Thank you, Saliba's the player. So you knew you would be screaming it in the chat box. Um, and because of that, uh, we are in a situation where we are over the twenty-five man registration uh, situation. Another rhyme. Uh, the problem for me, though, it's not. It's not just three. Arsenal can't go into the season with a thirty-three man senior squad. Whether or not five of those don't need to be registered, that's too big. It is too big of a squad. And Arsenal, therefore, need to sell before we can start signing any more players. It's just it's just common sense at this stage. It's just, it's just the way in which we need to move players on from the club. And we have about, in my estimations, about 10 players that could leave the club between now and the end of the season. You've got Leno. Runnison, you've got Bellerin, I'm going through the squad now, Marie, you've got Tavares, you could go on loan, you've got um, Maitland-Niles, you've got uh, Lucas Torreira, you've got uh, Foller-Imbaligan who could leave on loan, Reese Nelson who could leave, and Pepe who could leave. So 10 players that could move on between now and the end of the transfer window. That's a lot. you know. And if we move on all those players, or as many as we can it gives us such a good opportunity to do business before the window closes. I know that we all wanted business to be done as early as possible. And to be honest, we have done some really good business early on in the transfer window. And if you consider the fact that Arsenal's five games of the season are very winnable, I mean, if you consider what squad we have right now, you know, we play Palace on the opening day, we have Leicester on on August 13th, Bournemouth on August 20th, Fulham on August 27th, and Aston Villa on August 31st, you know? Now, the transfer window ends on September 1st. We play Manchester United on the 4th of September. And then we have Everton. There's no international break, I don't think, as there usually would be at the end of the window because, of course, of the the World Cup situation. Um, Or if it is, it's later. I don't know when the, the next break would be. It looks like the next break would be end of September. So the last game in September is the September the 18th, which is against Brentford and then the next games against Spurs on October 1st after a small international break but there's a delay to the international break because of the world cup um basically what i'm saying here is we've got five games against Palace, Leicester, Bournemouth, Fulham and Villa before the season uh, before the window closes now to me the squad that we have right now is good enough that we should be able to get results in every single one of those games that if we were to say drop points or lose We would be pointing the fingers at what was going on on the pitch, not the lack of signings. The only way that we'd be talking about the lack of signings is somehow, say, Jesus got injured or Saka got injured or someone else got injured and we hadn't yet covered them. You know, That's what we would be talking about. But for me, those five games are very, very winnable opening fixtures that should not be dependent upon us having signed another top-class centre mid or another top-class wide player. It's not reliant upon that. And so because of that, I'm okay with our business going beyond the start of the season. And to be honest, it makes sense because we've got so many players now that we need to move out because with the, the signings that we've made has taken us over that 25-man threshold. You can't just keep buying and buying and buying and have not got rid of players. And the, the state of play is that the players that we have are the types of players that typically will be moved on toward the end of the window, you know. Your Pepe's, your Bellerin's, your Torreira's, your Maitland-Niles's. These aren't players that are sought after. These aren't players that clubs are queuing up at the door to sign early on. These aren't your Rafinha's and your Gabriel Jesus's of this world. They just aren't. Burton Leno looks to be the closest to a potential exit. That said, Fulham are still looking at other alternatives because Arsenal and Edu are looking for more money for, for Leno and that may have put off Fulham. Fulham wanted to buy about 10 million. Arsenal want about 15 million. And now they're looking at a loan for Sergio Rico uh, at at PSG, who has, you know, to come in on a loan, they could go and snap up Leno on a free. I'm sure Leno would have more interest between now and the end of the window, but Arsenal may lose out because they're asking for more money than the Fulham are willing to pay. But at the same time, we do complain that we let players go for too cheap and then moan if we don't get enough money for them. So it's a catch-22. But I hope that it makes sense that five players coming in and no players so far going out other than Gendouzi and Mavropanos that were always going to leave is a problem, and we need to address that before we can go and sign more players this summer. Uh, now, there were some, uh, some bits of uh, housekeeping that we need to do. John, thank you so much. John Goodwin for becoming a brand-new member on the channel. Really appreciate the support. I'm sure everyone is welcoming you into the TGT family already. But thank you, John, for continuing to support the channel. Uh, Chris P, thank you so much for the donation. Always a, a regular contributor and long time listener. Uh, how nice was it to see us score a nice intricate goal in the new kits? Made me feel like I was watching a European giant again. Surprising how a kit gives some added confidence for the season ahead. Look, a black kit for me is just perfection. It's it's just such a good colour to wear. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm very excited about it uh, arriving, fingers crossed, today. Uh, very, very excited about that indeed. Uh, let's um, let's jump into the chat and go through some more of your questions. Uh, Johan says, would you fancy putting Partey in the left eight since he's box-to-box more so than he is a number six? I would if we had signed an out-and-out DM, an out-and-out number six. But to me, Partey is the best player to put at six over any other player that we have in the team right now. So for the moment... Until we have a sign, say, an out-and-out defensive midfielder, of which Tielemann certainly isn't, uh, I would be playing Partey in the number six role for now. Uh, Daniel says, how much do you think we can get for the sales of Runnison, Leno, Pepe, Mainsley, uh, Hector, Holding, Xhaka and Bellerin? Well, let me tell you for for anything. I don't think Xhaka is going anywhere, Daniel. So I can't really put a figure on him because there's no market for him at the moment. He's not on the market. Holding, I would move on if we were to bring in a replacement. Um, and I think you could get a very decent figure for him. But that said, as I did in my discussion with Mo yesterday, Mo points out, as a fourth-choice fourth, cho- fourth choice centre-backs go, he's pretty darn good for a fourth-choice centre-back, to be honest. So it's not a bad depth option to have in the team. Um, the others, though, you know, Leno, I think $15 million is a fair price. Uh, I think he probably will go closer to the 12 13 million figure in the end, but I think it's a fair price. Runerson, I would just let go of. I would cancel his contract. Um, I'd mutually terminate it. I don't think that will happen because why would Runison give up that amount of wages that he's currently earning at Arsenal? It's a, it's a silly figure, you know. It's 50, 50, uh, forty fifty thousand pounds per week he's somehow earning at Arsenal. We really need to really need to move that on because that's ridiculous. Pepe, you should be looking for anything up to twenty million pounds. You know, I don't think you're going to get anything more than twenty million pounds for Nicolas Pepe. Anything up to that, I think, is a fair price. Maitland-Niles. Eight, eight million. Hector Bellerin, eight million. Um, So, yeah, I I don't think you're going to get anything more than those guys. So you're looking at something. If you move those players on, you're looking at something like 40 million um, for Leno, Pepe, Maitland-Niles, Hector. Um, So, yeah, and if you throw in, let's say, who else? I think we've missed some people on that list as well that could yet move on this summer. Um, Pablo Marie, if you throw him into that list, you're probably going to get, what, about five million if you can for him. If you're lucky, um, Lucas Torreira, you're probably going to get about five to ten for him if you're lucky. So we can get some money in. But, you know, people talk about the need to have um, a big and depth field squad. But we can have that even if we move those players on. We have a lot of depth. And people talk about also the lack of quality in the second-string team. You know, if you look at the team right now, we didn't have Vieira. We haven't had Smith-Rowe. We haven't had uh, Asu, We haven't had Tierney uh Zinchenko still got to come in That's six first team players you know so there's still a lot more to come into this club uh so we don't need to necessarily worry about the quality dropping off between that first and second team because we're still missing a lot of players and waiting for them to come back um let's go to AFC US mids it says Trent uh, Robertson Walker Lamptey Tini Tomiyasu all injury prone and have spells out obviously not as bad as ours but they have been out for long periods is it a fullback role? Potentially, it's a lot of running. It's a lot of attacking. It's a lot of defending. You do everything as a fullback, So, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go to uh, Dakarais, As I think we have the fourth-best squad in the league. What are your thoughts? Um, last season, I said we had the fifth-best that then changed to the sixth-best when Spurs made signings in January. So, if we've added Jesus and Zinchenko and Fabio Vieira... Have we overtaken Spurs again that have added Basuma and Richarlison? The thing is with Spurs is that Kane and Son just propel that side so far that it's so difficult to ever measure because they have two genuine world-class players. That's that's an absolute killer. Man United, at the moment, I would be comfortable saying I like Arsenal's squad more than Man United's squad. Not like, maybe like. I, I rate it more than Man United's squad. So I think that we're it's either the fourth or the fifth, and I'm ifing and erring about it being Arsenal or Spurs right now. But it's the fourth or fifth. Let's see where we are come the end of the transfer window um, and where the other teams are, and then we can start talking about who's got the best squads in what position in the league. Uh, How DJL says uh, can Arsenal bring Cristiano Ronaldo from Man United? Thirty-seven, good physically, and wants to win trophies. Not for me. I'd, it's just the destabilisation of the squad dynamic. If we bring someone in like that into the club, I, I just wouldn't do that. Um, I think it's different to say something like angola Kante, who I was more for, but yeah, I, I don't think I would bring Ronaldo in. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, if we, if we leave it to the end of the season, uh, for example, Leno will still go for 10 million, so why not take it now? I think because Arsenal feel as they can hold out for the moment and try and get that amount of money. But you're right, Lin, it may get to the point where we are towards the end of the window and Arsenal will just accept 10 million. I know it's frustrating. I know in our heads we're going, well, why don't you just accept it now? Take the money and move. But at the same time, we've been calling on Arsenal to try and be better with the way they sell players and to try and maximise the value. We can't have both. You know, you can't have, you can't criticise the club for not getting better value for players and then criticise the club for not accepting a lower bid earlier on. I'm not saying you're doing that, Lin. It's just people have, of course, done that. And I think that's the contradiction we find ourselves in. Uh, Anthony says, why does the window shut earlier? The World Cup? I didn't know it shut earlier. I mean, I thought it was still like September 1st. Is it not? Have I got that wrong? Um, Transfer window, summer 2022 dates. So we'll get checked. Uh, no, it closes on the 1st of September. Not closing earlier at all um, this summer. So, yeah, I don't know why you think that, but it's not. Um, Harsh says, should Arsenal consider some free agents? Uh, who says, Zagadu at 22, left-sided centre-back, left-footed as well. Centre-back could be a, backup, uh, a good backup for Gabriel. Belotti, a third-choice striker and target man. Look, I wouldn't have an issue if you were giving Belotti a one-year contract. You know, if you said to me, Belotti's coming in on a one-year, I wouldn't have too many problems with that. Um, but anything more than that, and there's an issue. But a one-year contract, don't have too much of a problem with that. Zagadou, I just don't know about him. I don't know if he genuinely is that much better than Marie. And you may say that's harsh, but I have watched him play, and he's flawed. There's a lot of flaws in his game, and there's a reason why a 22-year-old Zagadou has, has left Borussia Dortmund. You know, Dortmund like the young players, they like developing youngsters. Surely there's a reason why he still has not yet signed for a club and that not too many big clubs are also going after him. I have my doubts about zagadu to be honest. I'm um, really trying not to sing the song <laughs> when, when that name comes up. zagadu No, I can't. As <laughs> John Daly says, do you feel when we play Leicester at home, uh, second game of the season um he will be wanting to play for us or them it doesn't sit right with me uh playing against us um I, I i get what you're saying the thing is is that it's there's still this block you know that we can't sign players until we've moved players out it's just what it's just what it means, it's just common sense at the moment and the problem is, is that I, I don't necessarily think I'm worried about Tideman's playing against us because if anything, it's gonna, if anything, it's gonna be a problem for him. You know, maybe he won't even be included in the team, so that could be an issue for him. But I'm not too sure. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Daniel Finney says, "Are you worried about Smith Rose game time?" Yes, I've said that a number of times. I think he's kind of the, uh, he's the person um, that actually, if you consider it. Uh, is at most risk from least the least amount of minutes and so for that reason I think that his future is not entirely assured and that might seem mad to say because it's Emil Smith-Rowe but, but Martinelli starts for me at left wing you've got Odegaard and Vieira that have come in and attacking midfielders I think Smith-Rowe is going to be used a lot in the Europa League I think he's going to be used a lot from the the bench and I think those things are going to impact on his amount of minutes this season i hope that he comes in and smashes it so let's see what happens um sonny says normally enjoy your show keep up the good work but i love that it's like normally enjoy your show <laughs> I- i'm sure you didn't mean it to come across that way <laughs> but thanks i appreciate that um let's go to uh peter who says between a winger and a central midfielder who would be your preference oh a midfielder a midfielder is, and it has to be someone that covers the eight role and can defend. That, that that position for me is is the absolute priority and still something that we've not improved upon in the last two summers. We need to make sure we sign a central midfielder this summer. We We can't finish the window having not signed a midfielder. Surely, surely we can't. We have to make sure we bring one in. We have to make sure that we bring one in um let's go yeah (laughs) sonny must be a green screen fan (laughs) doesn't yeah i'm sorry sonny there's no green screen behind me today i can only apologize uh for those that haven't um already left a vote in our poll just a little bit of feedback for the channel please do uh ben says i think no green screen but perhaps line up the camera so it fits the shape of the back wall i think that would look good um fits the shape of the back wall what do you mean um is that, so it's like in line. I'm going to add more stuff on this side. or well, that side It's really weird trying to work out a camera. Um, so, you know, it will be more filled up uh, than just me sitting in the middle of like a, a ring. It looks like I'm some sort of cult, doesn't it? <laughs> the, the, the vinyl cult. Uh, Amira says, Morning, Tom. Gabriel Jesus was on a podcast and spoke about being at Arsenal. Have you seen the quotes? You can find the translation on Twitter. I'll have a look. I'm not going to do that right now because it'll take me a ridiculously long time while I'm doing a live show. But uh, I'll have a look, Amira, for sure. Uh, Lynn says, uh, Tom, I understand we have to sell first, but the players we want could I do, do a deal behind the scenes and get and tie up those loose ends later. Doesn't really work that way. Lynn. I'm watching, you, know, you can't just, I know what you're saying. You can definitely put in the groundwork. And I think we have, you know, we've agreed person terms with Tillemans. That's not a problem. So arguably we are doing that to a degree but we do need to move those players on first. It's as simple as that. Um, The Onyx Lens says, I think it's overstated as to how many minutes our young players uh, will get in the Europa League as if they are throwaway minutes. The competition is arguably more important than the league. Uh, What do you think? Uh, I think the Europa League group stages are very, very winnable. You know, the teams that we play against, two of the three teams tend to be very, very winnable teams. Um, Like you're, you're thinking about teams that are equivalent to the championship kind of level. Um, and then there's one other team that's usually of like a Bundesliga or a French league or a Spanish league that usually comes into it. that's a, a little bit trickier or the Portuguese league or the Eredivisie. So, you know, it's, it's a very, very winnable group. And the thing is we want to win the group because if you, for those that aren't aware the Europa, Europa league rules determining qualification have changed. If you win your group, you don't play the round of 32. You know, you get to skip two games, basically, and you go straight into the round of 16. You also skip the first round of Champions League dropouts. So it is really important that you win your group in the Europa League because otherwise that you have to play two additional games and could come up against the Champions League dropout. So winning your group in the Europa League is very important. So whilst I expect a lot of other players to be given opportunities, the senior players and the, the starting and Premier League players will still go and probably still play a significant number of minutes in the team as well. Um, Let's go to uh, Barrow. who says, Tommy has basically been out since January, except for one or two games. I think he's stuffed. I hope I'm wrong. Barrow, I think that you are wrong, uh, and I think some players do just suffer with injury sometimes and then recover from them fine. But I hope that you're wrong, and I hope that... He recovers absolutely fine. Josh R says, Tom, apart from the centre-back area, I think our spine is considerably thin. Injury to Jesus uh, and Partey and Ramsdale would we'll leave us with Eddie, Elneny and Turner. It's a fair point. Uh, and of course, Lukong comes into that as well. Uh, Eddie, I think is being massively criticised for just being himself, basically. For him not being Jesus is what he's being criticised for, which is a shame. Yes, if we lost those three players, it would be a big hit to the squad. But you can only do so much. You can only bring in so many players, and we've already brought in five. We're probably looking to bring in one, maybe if we're lucky, two more midfield and attacker. So that midfielder you'd hope is the parte competitor, probably won't be. Probably going to be a Tielemans. Um and the forward you're, you're probably thinking it's going to be a wide player that can hopefully cover in the centre as well. But you know, it's absolutely fair. Um, it's it's absolutely fair. Um that we think that the spine is, is weak right now because it is. You know, if we have injuries to those players, you say, suddenly we are a lot weaker. We do need to try and address the midfield and the attacking lineup. But the goalkeeper, you know, Turner I think is getting some unnecessary criticism. I'm fine with Turner. I think he's got a lot of potential. I think he's coming in as a as of a good level. Um it's very hard to find backup goalkeepers that are willing to play as a backup goalkeeper of a certain level you know and Leno isn't willing to do that anymore and wants to move you can only have it for so long Uh, and I think Turner's been great so far uh let's go to Jason says no green screen feels more personable and authentic I also find the green screen distracting keep up the good work well there you go and I mean you still got this stuff going around the outside I like the border uh but maybe it helps you focus on the screen a lot more so yeah uh probably from the way that the poll's going. 65% 65% of you have said so far no green screen so I think we'll probably go with no green screen. Uh if if you ever do like any streams or stuff then it might change of course because then it makes sense to have like watching something but I've not ever done that so far. So we'll see if anything changes. We're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. As always, genuine pleasure to speak to you. Uh, I'll be back a little bit later on this morning, of course, over on the Arsenal Way in just under an hour and a bit's time. And there will be another show at 6pm tonight. Special guests announced via our Twitter page a little bit later on today um yeah really looking forward to that it's going to be a good show i promise uh thank you for tuning in do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show join us on the Arsenal way and join us a little bit later on this afternoon and if you've enjoyed the show and watching on catch up leave a comment down below let us know what you think about some of the things that we've discussed and of course feedback on the, the state of the channel is always always appreciated as long as it's respectful and constructive so thank you so much guys i will see you again very soon and as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all 3 points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mc delivery. You in?